Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> what a treat. This week... It's finally happened. He's been spoken about often enough on this podcast, and he's finally here. It's the 1998 film, The Ultimate Weapon, <laughs> starring the one and only Hulk Hogan. For most men, we want a clean takedown. War is a dangerous game. But for mercenary Ben Cutter, I'm an independent contractor for the NSC. It's just another day at the office. The weapons in that complex were worth $20 million. I want their names. I'm here to see my daughter. You have absolutely no right to say a single word to me. After tonight, your father's going to want me much more than I want him. Tries to rape me to get back at you. Where's McBride? I'm a boy. That's not a good cigar. I'm Dylan McBride, the man that tried to rape my daughter. Just a trick to get you here. That works. I think you miscalculated. When they made it personal, he made it professional. There's one thing you need to learn. Don't piss me off. Terry Hulk Hogan is the ultimate weapon. This movie is directed by John Cassar, who was the executive producer of the TV show 24. There's won Emmys and shit. Really? I he directed know. this wow. pile of bollocks. Wow. If only there'd been a countdown on this, so I knew how long I got left to suffer. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. It's written by Robert Paul, his only film credit. <laughs> Yeah, they watched it and thought, I don't know, Robert, I don't think this is for you. <laughs> I'm not sure after the Simon Says scene if you're really cut oh, off for this. Jesus. <laughs> um, it's got Hulk Hogan. He stars as Ben Hardball Cutter. <laughs> <laughs> you might know Hulk Hogan from Mr. Nanny, <laughs> Suburban Commando, No Holds Barred, or maybe Rocky Three. Possibly even the WWF. Oh, I'm not sure if anyone will know him. No. No, he's unrecognisable in this, nearly. <laughs> yes. You've got Carl Marot as Vince Cobra Dean, <laughs> his new partner. He played Dave in My Bloody Valentine 1981. Everyone remembers that. That's the only oh, credit really? I saw. Yeah, it's the only credit I saw that I knew him from. <laughs> Cynthia Preston is Mary Kate, the Hulkster's stripper daughter. Yep. She was in the remake of Carrie. Daniel Pylon, Pilon, as McBride, he's the antagonist. He's in Scanners 3, Left Behind, and soon to be on the podcast, Musketeers Forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up. That's definitely on radar, isn't it? And, and we get an and, well, at least I'm adding an and because he deserves one. Brutus the Barber Beefcake <laughs> as Barboy. <laughs> yeah. 
who was also in Thunder in Paradise, which also had Hogan. He's Hogan's best mate, so he's literally in anything that Hogan's in. And there we go. That's our lineup, Ken, heading into it. What do you think? Looking down that list. It's incredible. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's creme de la creme. Yeah. It should have been called the Hulkultimate Weapon. That would have been brilliant. That would have been superb if only they'd thought of that. Do you know the tagline for this? Um, why? <laughs> Just over and over <laughs> yeah. again. Why? 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 It's no fear, no rules. No fear. No, it isn't. It's uh, no, no fear, no rules, no equal. All weapon. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was this this was a trivia thing I saw on IMDb. This may not be true, and it could possibly be someone taking the piss. I've read this as well. Yeah. yeah. While on set, Hulk Hogan refused to wear a shirt. The director and Hogan compromised, and Hogan began wearing tank tops. <laughs> Why would that have to be a compromise? What, so the director <laughs> would have forced him to wear a shirt and the only thing that would have done would have tanked up. He sort of said, you can not wear a shirt, but you have to wear this wig. <laughs> right, okay, then we'll just go straight in. Is that a wig? It's got to be. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's, he's, he's got a ginger flat top. Yeah, he's got no like hair, a short, has he? A short ginger flat top. Never had hair, Hogan. What are you talking about? He's got long, lovely hair. Hair Hogan was his German uh, bad guy <laughs> name in, <laughs> in the territories. Yeah, he's got lovely long hair. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah, yeah. Bandana, lovely long hair. See? What are you talking about? He's got no hair. Uh, this, this film has a 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Generous. Rotten Tomatoes is rating it zero percent from fifty <laughs> reviews. Generous. <laughs> There's only one written review on Rotten Tomatoes for it, which is by Manuel G, who gave it 0.5 out of five. His review reads, "For your own sake, just don't do it." Well, well, we have not taken that advice. Um, do you want to give us a little little plot summary? Here? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Hardball hardball is a mercenary for hire, of course, whilst trying to balance it with a family life. Um, he, I don't know, really, what else? <laughs> On his latest mission, he finds out that his new buddies are running guns for the IRA or something, and he's not happy. So he says, no, not doing that. Yeah. And then they think, well, we better go and kill him. Yeah. And that's it. I think. Not an Irish accent to be heard in the film, is it? No, there's a couple of names, isn't there? I mean, you've got the McBride, the D- Dylan McBride, and then yeah. you've got uh, Dermot Rourke, which... O'Rourke. I, no, he's not o- O'Rourke. Is he Rourke? No, he's just called Rourke, because I thought he should have been O'Rourke, but no, not even bothered with that. So there you go, it's IRA-themed. And they do mention Operation Shamrock. Yeah, which, yeah. So, so there you go, you, you've got your Irish connection without any Irish people in it. This this first shot is never mentioned ever again. No, you get a brief a brief flashback, but it's never explained as yeah. to what the fuck's going on. Yeah. On this, it's just something's happening. Hogan's running through the trees. He's got a little girl in his arms. Yeah, there's gunfire. There's smoke. There's running. There's feet. There's bullets. There's yeah. exploding around him. There's slow mo. He's he's in army trousers. He's got a vest. Uh, my note is, what's he got on his head? Yeah, which you've already said. The, he's the a wig, ginger flat top yeah. with vest combo. Yes, and it's um, it's like the the opening credits just running over the top of this. It's a it's a good minute and a half of Hogan just running. Yeah, with with a child in his arms. 
And yeah. at some point she's screaming. Not not at the beginning, but at some point she does just start to scream, which I thought that must have been annoying for him. Yeah. He's holding her like that, and she's just screaming in his ear. Maybe she's just woken up and realised Hulk Hogan's carried <laughs> her away. Running her off through the woods. <laughs> yeah. It's happened to us all. Well, that, it's an old Romanian legend, isn't it? <laughs> Beware the Hogan. <laughs> yeah, he rips his shirt off, takes the kids and runs. It's a bit like Krampus, I believe. <laughs> it is a little bit. I yeah. love to see the drawings. are just like this <laughs> this monster with a this ginger huge, flat top. <laughs> this huge mustache old man. Tank top. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Uh, yeah, the girl, he gets shot in the leg. It's two minutes of him running. Soldiers are everywhere. It's just him. He doesn't even, I don't think he's even got a gun, has he? He's just running. He's got a child. He's got a child and he's wearing a watch. That's that's it. Yeah. And he's, he's just running. They're shooting at him. No, but suddenly, yes, he does. He, he, he takes a shot to the leg. He's, <laughs> he's got a child and he's wearing a watch. <laughs> I just thought it was weird he got a watch on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just thought it was cool. Not know. like an army watch. It's like a fucking... He's got one just from Argos. <laughs> it's like the, the Casio. He <laughs> said, so my mate who's ever so proud, he got the cheapest watch from Argos. <laughs> <laughs> Lasted him throughout the whole of school. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it was about like £4.99 or something. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Just the Casio watch. <laughs> yeah, he does. He gets shot in the leg. Carry yeah, on. He, he's down. Uh, he drops the child, who then sort of very, very slowly rolls down a bit of a hill. Bit of an embankment. Yeah, and he's just like, no, He's no, outstretched arm. No. This way you see the watch. And she makes no noise whatsoever. She just rolls down a hill. She's probably thinking, I'm free. <laughs> I'm free of the Krampus Hogan. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> he gets he gets rolled onto his back by these soldiers. This you get this is where you get the close up and you can see the the bald cap just like glued no, to the sides I'm, of his head. Know, I'm still not having that. Yeah, and they they shove a it's basically we, we it's like a POV for us when we see the soldiers looking down at us. Yeah, lots and lots of guns in our faces. Mustaches. Yeah. And um then it's like a click and he wakes up. Who'd have, who'd have thought that wouldn't be the end of the film? Who'd have thought he's not just going to get shot dead and that's it? Two yeah. minutes finished. End credits. He wakes up. He's in. A, he's in the barn. Yeah, <laughs> in a uh, in a sleeveless denim shirt, which is open. Yeah, I, I read a review of this, which made me laugh because he's basically he's wearing an open denim sleeveless shirt, denim jeans, and work boots. And the the reviewer, I wish I could remember who it was, referred to that look as the Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, he's missed the fact that he's he's wearing a watch. <laughs> he's still got his watch on. Probably the Casio. He's misses. He's unloading the car. Imagine they're looking up and seeing that. <laughs> Hogan in a wig, wearing all denim. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just goes and sees her, spies on her through the barn door. Yeah, standing like fucking Batman, <laughs> just on the rooftop. Yeah, well, I don't know what's going on between these two either. It's just like every time they speak, it's an argument. He basically says, um, hello, and she just has a go at him. I don't, I don't really like her as a character. We both know why you do this. You are running away. You are running away from dealing with your daughter. You're running away from marrying me. You're running away from everything. Lori. Ben Cutter. You're not the only one who can leave, you know that? Except you never have to worry about me coming back in a body bag. And uh, the phone rings, and she tells him that someone we only know as Top 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I referred to him as Tom all the way through until I saw his name was Top at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? what a stupid name. Yeah. He's rang and says that, and uh, she's not happy that he's rang because uh, he says, schedule's been moved up and he wants him over there ASAP. Yeah. Looks like you're off to fight someone else's war again. Yeah. Always running off to fight someone else's war, just like you're running from your daughter and you're running away from me wanting to marry you. Yeah, you're running away from everything. All this, all he's done, he's just come down to help her with the shopping. Yeah. See see what I mean? See what I mean about her? Yeah. Yeah. She just run off that list straight away. Like, that's all she ever says to him every time he says hello. Well, I mean, he didn't hear any of that because he was actually running uh, running away from the scene. (laughs) Just just see him turn the corner at the end there. I'm out of here. Picks (laughs) a child up on his way. Yeah. (laughs) Bolts the fence. He's gone. (laughs) They they had a weekend getaway planned and all sorts. It was going to be lovely. Imagine that and the film was just their weekend getaway. Hogan fishing and shit. They're already in the middle of bloody nowhere. He lives (laughs) on a ranch. She's fixing up a barn. What, What? what are they going to get away to? The big the, city. The big smoke. Yeah. <laughs> In his double denims. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like her last line is, Ben Cutter. Yeah, yeah, full name. You're not the only one that can leave, you know that? Except you'll never have to worry about me coming back in a body bag. Yeah. I mean, if this was an action film worth its salt, she'd be dead in the next yeah, scene. Yeah, that would have been her being killed straight away. Yeah. Sadly not. No. Or he could have killed her himself. Just snapped her neck. Yeah. You know, that's how he's trained. Not sure how that would have worked with the film. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing is him burying her in there. <laughs> so he's supposed to be the hero after all. <laughs> we cut to special forces training camp, but it isn't though, is it? Because that makes yeah. it sound like it's an official yeah. army thing. West Virginia, USA. Yeah. But it's actually, these are a bunch of mercenary fucks, aren't it's they? It's just, just people in the woods. Yeah. Sort of like doing dancing. Choreographed moves badly. Yeah, yeah. Very, the, very slowly. The initial thing is these two guys sort of wrestling each other looks like shit. Hogan walks up behind someone and they both pull their gun on each other, which makes me think that this training camp must be dangerous as fuck if that's the reaction <laughs> people have. It just keeps happening. Everyone <laughs> just keeps drawing their guns on each other. Yeah, well, this, this turns out to be Top top Drummond, as he's known oh, as. Oh, I thought you meant the film. <laughs> oh, God, no. no. His name's Top Drummond. His name's Drummond, but they call him Top. Top Drummond. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's, like a, he's the highest of all the Drummonds. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he turns around and he says, you son of a bitch, which is a great greeting to anybody. We, we greet each other there like, every time we come to record. Yeah. Um, we try and do the Predator thing. As well, where we like, clasp hands and, uh, but we, we we miss yes more than we uh, we actually make contact. They yeah. don't even bother; they've just got guns on each other. Yeah, this guy's got his mustache, quite old, cane. Yeah, cane. He, no, no, not cane from the wrestling. Oh, no, 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 he's not got the whole bloody cast with the whole <laughs> roster in there. No, he's um, yeah, he's like the Colonel. What's his name? Troutman, isn't he? From the Rambo sort yeah. of thing. Like, he's his old buddy and he keeps getting him involved back in these wars. Um, he says he's, he looks tired. He says, not as tired as you do. And he's like, okay. Yeah, that's the banter <laughs> yeah, over. that's that finished. Yeah, and he says, tired mercenaries die. He says, mercenaries die, period. It's what we're born to do. So he says, oh, okay. And then he kills himself, just shoots himself in the <laughs> face in front of Drummond. Who nearly shits. <laughs> and Top says, never mind that, let me show you around this paintball course. 
<laughs> this looks like if you go Project Paintball in, this is fucking what it looks like. That should be what it was called, Project Paintball. <laughs> yeah, the, I like, the ultimate paintball weapon. <laughs> I like, there's a great bit here where they go to the side of a, a hill and they open like, it's like Storm, you know, Storm in a barn, the Storm fucking yeah. tidy yeah, place. Yeah, like the entrance to a basement. Yeah, they open that, but then the next shot is them walking through a normal door and there's like <laughs> light outside, like they've literally walked from outside. Yeah. And who do we, uh, who do we immediately meet? It's Colonel Ponytail. Hardwell, this is Colonel Dermot Rourke of Her Majesty's Royal Marine Demolition Squad. He'll be in command of the United Nations interdiction team during Operation Shamrock. Hardball. There are a lot of good things about you. Thank you. It'll be a pleasure having you under my command. Let's get one thing straight, Colonel. I'm an independent contractor for the NSC. I get suggestions, not orders. That means we're not subject to or under your command. Is that clear? Perfectly. But if my men or mission are in jeopardy, either you do what I say or get out of my way. Am I clear? Gentlemen, please. Yeah, and Ponytail at the time, he seems pleasant enough. He says, a pleasure to have you under my uh, command. Yeah, yeah, a hardball, because he calls him by his name. Obviously, he doesn't use real names on this on this site. Yeah, it would be a pleasure to have you under my command. And immediately ruffles the hardball's feathers. <laughs> Corrects him, he says, I'm an independent contractor. Yeah. There is no command. Is there, what does he say? There's, there's no orders, there's suggestions. He says... <laughs> How's that going to work? He says, I take suggestions, not orders. Clear. I put, it seems like a good idea to have him do whatever the fuck he wants during yeah. a covert op. I like as well that they do seem to ask each other clear, understood. Yeah. You got that? Yeah. To each other like, for the next minute of dialogue. Where got, they just try and like, uh, like over, overreach each other. Yeah. I've got classic action movie dialogue. Yeah. He says, a ponytail says to Hogan, if my men or the mission are in jeopardy, do what I say or get out of my way. Yeah. Am I clear? And he says, crystal. I nearly put it. <laughs> yeah. Two, two cocks. Fighting, not backing down. <laughs> yeah. Two mighty cocks. Yeah, look at those cocks. But button heads. <laughs> Top says he, he wants a clean takedown, understood. Yeah, I don't want an international incident. As you say, every single line is ended with understood. Yeah. Am I clear? Everyone just like sort of nods at the end of everything, even though they're contradicting each other. Apparently, uh, Rourke's men will be unarmed because they're from the United Nations. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, bullshit. Why is he doing dress like that then? Yeah. Why is he in the middle of a military facility? Why has he got a baby blue beret? Yeah. Tucked it, into it his... look nicer. Tucked into his... Uh, anus. <laughs> <laughs> tucked into Hogan's anus. Hogan's anus was a... Uh, was a whiskey we used to drink. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't get enough of that, could he? Good enough. Yeah, what are you sipping? I'm sipping on Hogan's anus. Smoky. <laughs> With just a hint of regret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sucked it straight. I remember. <laughs> That's why we didn't have to pay. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Those were the days. Colonel Rourke's men are prohibited from engaging the enemy. We want a clean takedown. We don't want an international incident. Understood? Everything should work according to plan. Unless you get neutralized. You do your job, I'll do mine.
Hang on to this for me, will you? Why? You coming back? He uh, he finishes the the action movie scene with the perfect line: "You do your job, I'll do mine, brother." Oh yeah! <laughs> he then hands a uh, top Drummond an envelope, which we get a close up of what it says. It says "To be opened at death, brother." Which is uh, surely in the event of death would have yeah. been better writing. Not that you have to travel to his death and then open an envelope in front of his corpse. <laughs> well, it just says, ow. <laughs> yeah, please help. <laughs> Don't let me die. Yeah, but uh, he's just like, why? You're coming back, aren't you? He asks then if, if either me or Ken are his second on this mission because he says... What about my second? Axeman or Crazy Horse? What about Cobra? Cobra's dead. Not quite. Axe man or crazy horse. <laughs> yeah, I like those. I wish they'd been in this film. And he says, this is absolutely none of your chop choices whatsoever. Look around, there's a Native American in full headdress <laughs> garb. <laughs> it's just some folk guitarist. The, the teepee in the background. <laughs> yeah, what about Cobra? Well, he's dead. Not quite. Yeah. Then we immediately cut to some middle-aged fat dick. Yeah, I put cut to your dad army rolling around the woods. Hey, come on. You can't say that after I've just called him all that. It's nothing like my <laughs> Not dad. your dad. I oh, mean, right. your dad. Someone's dad. Someone's dad rolling around the woods then, yeah. in a black turtleneck. And a pointless, like, headband. It's like he's using his tie as a bandana. You know, yeah. like your dad does at Christmas when he's well, pissed off. What's going on about my dad? <laughs> Bit of status quo on the jukebox. Got his tie around his head. Yeah, got yeah. his thumbs in his belt loops. Why is he doing this? Isn't he, like supposed to be in the meeting he's just fucking around in the woods well we, we just get to see him because that was his introduction obviously <laughs> as as cobra it's took him 14 hours to get from the jeep to the uh to the debriefing <laughs> <laughs> and anyway it's, it's weird that cutter thought he was dead as he's clearly not yeah but it turns out he is dead and cobra was in fact his dad Old Papa Cobra. Yeah, old old man Cobes, not, as, as they called him. Not wrong. As I say, this guy's got to be the same age as Hogan, and yet everyone treats him younger. So his dad must have been about 80. <laughs> called him kid. Yeah. yeah, called him kid and all that stuff. Anyway, Hardball, he's not happy. Hardball. <laughs> he's not happy. He calls him Ben, and he tells him to shut the fuck up immediately and call him Hardball forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't use our real names, even though... Colonel Dermot Rourke got his entire name mentioned in front of everybody. Yeah, well, we don't do that here. Uh, Cobra, he only seems to, he only seems to see Hulk Hogan as he gets within a, a foot of him because he sees Top and then he looks and goes, "Oh, Ben Cutter." I oh, know actually what I, what I thought he said. I think he actually does say it. He says, "Oh, Bed Cutter, <laughs> how are you doing?" And then extends his hand. That was his other nickname when he was out on the rape. Is this a joke? There's only one Cobra and he isn't it. That was my dad's handle, now it's mine. Give him a chance, Cutter. No way. He's the best I got. Well, then you're a bigger horse's ass than he is. So I guess we can take unwilling partner slash lone wolf off our action movie bingo sheet here. Because yeah, Hogan's of like... Of course we can. He doesn't want to work with this fool. Yeah, he's like, is this a joke? He, he tells him his, his dad wanted him to get into banking, not into uh, mercenarying. If that is even a thing. That you can just get into without assistance. He says, Come on, give me a chance, little whiny and shit. 
He says, you haven't earned the right to call me Ben. When I'm here, I'm hardball. <laughs> Hulk says, instead of going out raising hell, he should be home raising babies. Yeah, that's nice. That is nice. And he's, he bets, Cobra bets, the mission pay that he can beat him on the assault course. Yeah, I'm just as good as you. Let's go one-on-one -on, -one on the course I've just been doing. Come on, Ben, you got to give me a chance. You haven't earned the right to call me Ben. When we're here, I'm hardball. And you're getting on my nerves, got it? All right, I'm sorry, I forgot it. I'm sorry doesn't get it, kid. First rule, never break your ID code. Look, you and my dad were partners for 15 years. All he ever talked about was how you were the best. I think he'd want us to hook up and race some hell. And I think he'd want you to go home and race babies. Good kid, your old man was my friend. And he died in some half-baked country nobody ever heard of because some first-timer like you screwed up. I'll bet you my mission pay, I'm just as good as you are. You and me right now on this course, one-on-one. -on -one. This is fucking shit, this bit. Oh, it is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And then we, we get uh, like them just running um, slow motion, sort of like nudging each other out of the way like, you, like you'd do to it like a kid. If you, Weird if angles. You, if, at one point, uh, Hardball, I'll call him Hardball, is going over a rope bridge, right? Yeah. And um, he steps on the fingers of Cobra, who for some reason is fucking underneath it, like like hanging on and trying to climb under it. What the bloody hell? Does he not understand what bridges are? Why the hell would he think that would be a quicker way to get across? That's... Instead of walking on foot, I'm going to sort of like sort of grasp across it myself. That's exactly what I've written. What I've put, bloody why, idiot. Why the fuck is he hanging off it? <laughs> When Hogan's just walking across it. Yeah, he's not even running. Yeah. He's just walking steadily. The whole the thing is as well is that how slow must Hogan be going? Because every time you see Cobra, he's doing like falling over or going across it the wrong way. Yeah, we get slow motion. They're running, they're firing at, um, at targets that suddenly shoot up out of the dirt. And, uh, it's just, oh, and it's a dead heat anyway. It was like tyres yeah. across oh, the yeah, floor. Yeah, running on tyres, yeah. Yeah, that's always in mercenary situations, mm. tyres. And, and Tops, Tops hung up a pair of his red knickers on the line there and, <laughs> and Cobra grabs it first, gets there just ahead of Hogan. Puts him on his head, does a dance. Yeah. Pants on his head, winner. Hogan tells Top, I'll take him. Yeah. He's earned his respect by doing the children's obstacle course at the local park. <laughs> they do like zip lines, tyre fucking... It's rubbish. It really <laughs> is, honestly. The jungle gym. Yeah. They've just gone to, gone to a pub playground or something. Yeah, honestly, it is. And they use um, a stunt double a lot for Hogan in this. Yeah, because he can't run. Yeah, he can't Can run. He, he can't run. He's barely mobile at yeah. all. I mean, he, what was this, 98? Nah, I, yeah. I thought he was 45 when this was made. Yeah, and his knees and hips were probably fucked by yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, so any any running scenes are is somebody else in a mullet li little little wig. <laughs> yeah, they got a mullet for some it's reason. It's not quite the same wig as his either, no. is it? It's it's more it's more hair than uh, cutter. Yeah, longer at the back. Yeah. Very odd. We're in Serbia now, we're at the compound. Yeah, so he says he says I'll take him, you know. So we immediately cut to the mission just to get on with it, really. Mm -hmm. This is still only about ten minutes in. It's like <laughs> it's just pretty pretty breakneck start to the film. Yeah, don't get used to that. No, no, no. He slows down ridiculously. Yeah. But yeah, so the parachuting, big white parachutes, unnoticeable, of course, to anyone who's looking upwards. <laughs> um, but thankfully, nobody is. We're in, we're now in a munitions compound in Trebor, Serbia. Yeah. Is I like that they're wearing um, grey. Probably got an interesting fact though. Oh, go on. Uh, Trebor is a like a sweet company over in the UK where they made mints. Yeah, and it's also the word Robert backwards. The name Robert. 
tree ball. That's just a couple of interesting facts. Oh, yeah, it is interesting. Thank you. <laughs> tree ball mints are a minty bit stronger. <laughs> that was one of the adverts that they used to do. <laughs> yeah. There you go, anyway. But they also had a munitions compound in Serbia. <laughs> so it was not all fun and games. Watch your back. But if you need me, I'll be there. Yeah, so we get the get the checklist out, Ken, because I was checking this off. Bad guy compounds in action films. Mm-hmm. We got men standing around with guns. Yeah, lots of them. Trucks. Absolutely, lots of them. Yeah. As well as loads of them. There's trucks. There's sandbags, mm-hmm. barrels, boxes yep. with fragile stamps on them. Yep. One of them says directed by Andy Sidaris on it. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been from a different film. It was left over from the previous ones. <laughs> yeah. uh, they take like uh, they take out a few sort of the outlying guards. Uh, with, with, they've got silencers, haven't they, on their pistols? Yeah. Yeah, so four, four men are each, I think, two, two each. They take two out, two each. Yeah. So one of them gets shot, and the other one just gets a backhand fist to the face and knocked out. Mm. So what happens when he like wakes up again and everyone else is dead? <laughs> Where does he go? Where does he go from there? Don't know. I always thought that. I thought some of them don't get killed. Yeah. But we never see them just wake up again and think, Oh, shit. One guy just gets tripped up and that's it for him. <laughs> he's out. Yeah, he's out for the count. <laughs> yeah, I always saw that. That one guy as well, I like that. And some, some bloke walks over to this and this guy's in the sandbags and he just says, uh, break time or something. He's like a shift swap. Oh, I thought he meant he? that was his line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he says Is something that he like that. I don't know what he says, but he basically is the worst shift swap ever because as soon as the other guy walks off to have his break, the guy who took his place is killed. <laughs> he's just strangled to death. Yeah, and he, he looks around and he's gone. Yeah, and he just thinks, instead of just thinking, oh, well, it is break, and carry on for a cup of tea, he turns around and goes back and see what's going on. Yeah, but it's just thought, what a, what a poor timing from that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my yeah, my turn. They set charges off on the perimeter just so their, blo- uh, their cover's totally blown. Like, they probably could have done a bit more <laughs> stealth. I think somebody shouts, hey, as well, when he gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I would. Yeah, you get hardball. He stood just in the open, mm. and they all miss him, so he was right. Yeah, some of the worst aiming in any action yeah, film. He yeah, do- he does do some running, uh, which is not him. So some, there's a stunt double does some running. This is like a Segal in his later years. Yeah, and nobody hits nobody hits him whatsoever, even though he is running in a straight line. Did you see the um the there's a guard that looks exactly like Cobra that Hogan shoots, and I thought it was Cobra. I had to rewind it and look go, go back. Well, that would have been an interesting twist. Yeah, that's what I thought. I like, <laughs> if he takes that back to Top Drummond, I was like, hang on a minute, because he's just firing at Hogan, and I was like, what the hell? And uh, no, it wasn't him. He just looks exactly like him. Probably shouldn't have had him in the film, to be honest, but there we go. Well, um, he does put a hat on, doesn't he, Cobra? He does. He wears one of the bad guys' hats, yeah. which, which allows the bad guys to all assume he's one of them. Yeah, it's like a Robin Hood hat, isn't it? Yeah, it's a shit hat. <laughs> but it, he's, he's fucking rubbish, Cobra. Get yeah. my head in all the way through this film. Um, we get a there's a we get a guy falling off a roof. So get that off your your tick yep, sheets. Yep, that's gone. Yep. And there's also a, one of my favourites. So there's a there's a young lad. He must be eighteen years old. This this henchman he turns up with a very very small hat. You know, like Austin Powers handgun. He's got that, and Hogan just blows him up with a grenade launcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> he gets uh, Hogan nearly gets killed by. Um, I've got him as thug with sunglasses on. Yeah, yeah. yeah who, who seems very pleased about the whole thing. Take takes 
takes too long because he, he sort of like allows himself a smile. Yeah, he's like he's about to, to kill him. He's got a shotgun, but Cobra makes the save. He, he shoots him from the front, but he's actually behind him. No, yeah, he he, he shoots. He's, he turns up behind him, yeah, and he shoots the guy twice, and bullet holes appear in his front, which we see, which to my very, very like rudimentary understanding means the bullets have gone through him, yeah, which would therefore have also shot hardball, yeah, because they wouldn't have just stopped as soon as they burst through his chest, they just yeah. fall to the floor, they'd yeah. have carried on a little bit, mm. which means he would have shot both of them, yeah. That's a clean exit wound, that. That's yeah, not, but, but obviously that's just film. That's just filth. He never... <laughs> <laughs> Pure filth. <laughs> Must be your lucky day. You're still alive, says Hardball to Cobra. And yeah. Cobra says, lucky enough to save your ass." Well, not ask. he's not English. Yeah. Your ass. Lucky enough to save your anus. <laughs> Hogan's anus. Hogan's and anus. And they all have a drink to it. Yeah. <laughs> Ponytail, he come, he turns up in yeah, a helicopter. He, he says, well, where are all these guns heading? And he says, terrorists, street gangs. I was thinking, that's not really the same. No. Same at all, is it? That? No. It's a street gang. What, you can believe rocket launchers and stuff? <laughs> it's not Death Wish 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says, so what? So we're the good guys? And he's like, yeah, it looks that way. Yeah. And they have a little high five. Well, he does say that we're the good guys, fucking hell. Yeah, just just to make sure that you know it wasn't good weapons. Yeah, <laughs> being sold to good people. Yeah, they they get off the helicopter, ponytail, and six of his men. It seems very a lot of people for that helicopter. Uh, they've got no equipment on them at all to do anything. No, they're just walking, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. There's a lot of guns as well. So how the hell are they going to get them back in that helicopter as well as all of them? And where's the fucking pilot gone? How are they, how is like hardball and them gonna get home? Because he says, right, okay, your job's done. Get out of here. Yeah. He's like, well, how? We're in the middle of fucking we, Serbia. We, we jumped out of a plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how the hell are we gonna get home? Yeah. Yeah. But he, um, hardball with his keen eye for detail suddenly decides those guys aren't UN. Yeah. Look at their little berets. Who gives a shit? We got paid. Let's go. Pretty much. Says yeah. Cobra. He gives him a, a cold stare. He examines the, the guns and he says, it doesn't add up. Mm. I'm tired of walking away from things, kid. What is it? it makes it too damn easy. Yeah. He squares up to Ponytail and demands, well, not his ponytail. He squares up to the man. <laughs> to a ponytail. To, to rock. <laughs> to a pony's tail. And demands to know. <laughs> In a field. <laughs> who he is. And he's like, Colonel Rock, what the hell? You, what, what do you mean? We've already introduced ourselves. Yeah, we met a while ago. Don't you remember? <laughs> top top Drummond spoke to us both says, about being kosher. <laughs> he says, I'm an independent contractor, so you just stay out of my way. He just does the whole thing again. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> As Crystal. Yeah. I think he says, all of this is classified. However, my Irish friends, thank you for $20 million worth of weapons, yeah. all in fantastic condition. <laughs> but I can't tell you any more than that. Yeah. Yeah, he says to him, run along before you get run over. Yeah, his men like that as well. A couple of them go, <laughs> yeah. like that, as if like, yeah, burn. As they, ter- they turn back to sort of go go back to the weapons and Hogan steals a grenade launcher. Yeah, he just takes one. Just as he's walking off, just thinks I'm having that. He says to Cobra, can you fly one of these things? And Cobra says, before I got kicked out of the Air Force Academy, I crashed two of them. Why? What do you want to do? Crash them. No, no, oh no, hang on, no, fly one. <laughs> yeah. 
Hogan says, retire. And then he just goes to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Puts on a nightcap. Yeah. <laughs> like, and do a long wee willy winky uh, nightgown. Like Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, just curls up in a ball and sleeps. Yeah. For the whole of winter. He doesn't. He hangs out the back <laughs> of, of the... he doesn't. He's he, ha- not... he hangs out the back of the helicopter and blows up the entire fucking compound from the air. Yeah. He's just stood there. Yeah. Just stood on the helicopter. Yeah. Not on the top, obviously. I, I tell you what, I'm sure if his wild guess at them being not kosher, as you would say, is correct, or else he's just fucked that mission <laughs> totally and probably killed a load of UN I actually, ambassadors. I made a note, when you asked where the pilot was, he was still in the helicopter and um, Cobra punched him in the helmet. Ooh. Mm. Just so caught he him on the end of his knob. He, he, says, he says, hey... Like that, and the pilot just looks at him and he just punches him. He's wearing a helmet. That would have broken his hand. <laughs> I can't even remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he just, and then he pulls him out of the uh, the chopper. Yeah. And that's when Rourke sees that it's no longer the pilot. It's Cobra. Cobra's at the controls. And Hogan's at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the tagline. Better than whatever you said. The blood wheel. <laughs> <laughs> the blood Hogan. Nah, that don't make sense. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Cut to, uh, this is where we meet the big bad now from this film. This, I mean, you were talking about um, like bingo sheets for bad guy compound. This is classic bad guy behavior this, from this like, guy. My like main bad guy. Yeah, th- th- this guy, he's, he's called Dylan McBride. Well, I don't think we actually get introduced to him properly. Ever. Uh, at all. No. But no, we just, just suddenly get get his name from other people saying it. Yeah. Usually um, in these action films, you get a you get a bad guy who's like the, the fighting type of bad guy, mm. you know, and then you get a sort of mega rich guy to the side who's like the other, you know, like in Double Impact. Yeah. You had like... Um, yeah, Chang. Yeah, Chang, but you, then you also had Griffith. Griffith, yeah. Griffith. Well done. Well yes. remembered this yes. time. So you've got that here. You've got Ponytail as the main man, and then you've got McBride as the sort of rich bloke on the side, I guess. I mean, it's, it's like, it, it's a classic introduction. I believe it was also the introduction to Lance Henriksen's character in Hard Target, where he's just playing the piano yeah. in a really, really large house. And and fair enough. I mean, McBride's very good at the piano. Yeah, he is. It's it's something that if I was a criminal mastermind and rich genius, I'd probably learn to play the piano as well. Yeah. Just so I could do this. Yeah. Sit in a suit playing the piano and everyone's just watching me thinking he's very good at that. Yeah. And including action movie bingo, you got loads of guards just around the place. That doesn't happen unless you're a bad guy. Just loads of guards standing around you your mansion. You them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe you would if you're just rich. Yeah, this is a. They wouldn't all look like these people. No, this is a, the Million Dollar Club. Million Dollars Club. <laughs> it's, it's got an S on it. Yeah. yeah, Million Dollars Club. It's a Million Dollars Club. It's got. There's a governor there watching him play the piano. Yeah, some, just some senators. Oh, just like they're all a, stood in different places as well. None of them are together. Yeah, they're all they're all on a different level as well. Yeah, He's like high up. They're all scattered around the house. You got a governor. You got a senator, and of course, the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase is there. <laughs> You've also got the $6 million man who's <laughs> like jumping over things that look too high for a human man to do. And Ted B- DiBiase is looking pissed off at him. Yeah. He's got a better nickname. He's six times better than he is. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a phone call, McBride, and he says, I don't pay you to tell me your problems. I pay you to solve them. Well, that sounds fair enough. Um, it, it apparently, there's also St. Brendan's Hospital 
as thanking everyone for their donations. Mm. It, it, it's all like, I don't know, I mean, is it like trying to put some sort of cover to his money-making schemes? It, it's irrelevant. We don't get to hear about no. any of this again. The senator's not in it again. There's no influence from anybody else at all. He's just basically pointing out that he's rich and he's a baddie. Meanwhile, Top's giving Hogan the rollicking of his life. Yeah. You shot them. They were your colleagues. Where the hell did you train? <laughs> However, you do still get 100k each. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Even if you fail miserably and yeah. nearly cause a civil war. Because when I do, I always take payment before the mission. Yeah. It's like, who the hell would agree to that? Yeah. <laughs> so that's his policy. He's full of policies, Top, top Drummond, by yeah. the way. He mentions his policies a lot. Um, and then sort of just breaks everything that he says, just ruins it. Yeah, Hogan, Hogan, he, he might get the rollick into his life, but he gives it him right back because it turns out they were ripping off hot US arms to give to some IRA gun runners. Oh, Jesus. As you said, Operation Shamrock was hardly subtle no. in that respect. Might as well just been going to Operation IRA. <laughs> Operation IRA, let's help them out. Hooray for the boys. Giving them guns. Yeah. Yeah, Top tells Hogan and Cobra that Colonel Ponytail wants their real names and their real asses, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just says asses, but... <laughs> he wants the real asses. Yeah, he wants the asses on a plate, <laughs> served raw. On a platter. Yeah, on, on the piano, you know, like in Samurai Cup. Yeah, on I want this his piano. Head, on this piano. So I can show my friends it. I will get his ass and put it on your piano. <laughs> Yeah, you'll never work again, hardball. Yeah. He says, okay, then bye. I like Cobra says, you didn't tell him, did you? And he says the ridiculous line of, didn't your dad teach you anything? The fraternity of fighting men has a code of honor. <laughs> <laughs> we were in that fraternity, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. Remember our hazing period where we had to fight other men? Yeah, we had to retrieve other men's asses. <laughs> Put them on pianos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to blank it out, to be honest. The fraternity of fighting men. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thankfully, we don't go and join the camp of uh, fighting men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just stay here. Yeah, he says, uh, when, when he says you're going to work in this town again, um, Hogan says, well, that's how it goes sometimes. And then he replies with, you crazy bastard. Hogan just gives him the shoulder shrug. <laughs> And I like it. Afterwards, Cobra asks Hulk Hogan out on a date. He yeah. says, "Yeah, yeah." He says, "Maybe at the super cool ranch my dad said you were building." And uh, he says, "Yeah, sure. Give me a call sometime, brother." And uh, gives him his number on a cocktail napkin, <laughs> <laughs> lipstick kiss in the corner. <laughs> Cobra gives it a little sniff as Hogan drives off. <laughs> Lovely, it's beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Back to the boss at the mansion. Yep, he's ticking off another one for the classic bad guy. He's now sword fighting on the uh, in the garden of his grounds. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but put a little twist on it, something I've not seen before. He's in a black turtleneck and leather vest. Yeah, and real swords, not not fencing or anything. He's, he's not doing the fencing stuff that uh, I think the bad guy in um, Out of Reach yeah. with Steven Seagal was doing. He was fencing. That's yeah, I've, a, I've put it's a straight straight from a sword and sorcery yeah, movie yeah, set. It's a proper sword fight. Yeah. They're wearing the same boat shoes and yeah, he's, he's fighting his... Uh, he's all Rourke. When you said Rourke was the guy, it's Jamie is apparently the guy he's speaking to now. He's the one who's sword fighting with him. He's like yeah. sort of training with him. Yeah. Who's uh, kind, of, kind of like laughs about Rourke. So I, I don't know. I think Jamie's think, further up than Rourke. Yeah. Further up Dylan's... Um, 
Ponytail turns up, tells him the bad news that he can't find the identity of Hardball and Cobra. And this is where we find out the £20 million worth of stuff that they owe a blood oath to the IRA. Yeah, get backs. Yeah. I don't think it's a real word either. He's full of rubbish, actually, Brunt Bride. Yeah. But asks, yes, yeah, yeah. He, he asked Ponytail to bring a, a top to him because he'll make him talk. Play the piano for him or something. He's, uh, he's, he's very hands-on, isn't he, McBride? For, he's for, a bit like, too for the, hands-on. For the, for the top bad guy. Yeah, he is very he, hands-on. He, he does sort of do everything himself and tell you what he's about to do. Yeah. He lays out everything he's planned before he does it. Yeah. If he was driving them everywhere, it'd be the same as the fucking main man from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> that was a smaller operation. It's about four people. <laughs> the Miami Mafia. There's only four people out there. <laughs> the Hawaiian oh, Mafia. The Hawaiian, sorry, the fucking Miami connection. Yeah. <laughs> That's a much bigger connection. Listen to me. Yeah, we were back at the ranch. Yep. Hogan's there. Tells yeah. his wife he's quitting the business for good and he's going to see his daughter. He's uh, he's now wearing a leather jacket yeah, on top is. of his vest. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Must so have got that from Rowdy Roddy Piper. Still look cool. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's in the barn at a potter's wheel. Yeah. Whilst it's raining outside. Yeah. There's no walls to the barn. No. She's just in uh, under under the cover of it at yeah. a potter's wheel. Yeah. I'm quitting uh, and I'm going to go and see my daughter. She says, oh, good. Yeah. Really Anything stop. else? Yeah. And he says, I guess not, and turns away with his tail between his legs. Yeah. And then he says, oh, will you be my wife? It's like like he's just basically really angry about the whole thing. And this this is what I meant, right? (laughs) This is the three things that she mentioned in the first scene that he's just now doing it all just to bloody shut her up. Pisses me off, honestly. (laughs) Women ruin every film I've ever seen. (laughs) Says the quote. Except porn, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I figured some things out. I'm going to quit the business for good. And I'm going to go and see Mary-Kate. I'm really happy for you, Ben. It's never too late. Is there anything else? Because i got some work to do. No. I guess not. Oh, yeah. Laurie. Will you be my wife? You son of a bitch. these years to finally propose to me and then how do you do it when i'm covered in mud and i'm so mad at you yes Hogan, he finishes getting bollocked by his, his new wife-to-be and uh, he goes and gets bollocked by an old Irish woman next. Yeah, she's doing some gardening and he sneaks up behind her and he grabs the uh, the gardening tool secateurs and uh, slices her throat wide open because it's his training. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He, he hands her them and says, is this what you're looking for? She says, yes. Hang on a minute. Ben Cutter. As I live and breathe. <laughs> well, she says, Christ be Jesus, because she's Irish for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's 20 years it's been since he saw her, his daughter. He's asking if his daughter's okay. But he wants her to know that he's sorry, and he thinks about her every single day, which is probably not true. Yeah, and well, it, it, it has taken 20 years, apparently. 
I tell you what, though, Ken, this touches this this comment from Hogan touches her in places Hogan hasn't touched her in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know what to say about that. She's he, an old woman. He calls her back. No, she no, no she calls him back. <laughs> Says, <her>, "Don't forget." <laughs> he walks off and then calls her back. No, <laughs> she calls him back, and uh, presumably she tells him that. I think uh, I think she gives him an address. We cut immediately to the knocking on a door, and uh, Whoopi Goldberg answers it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sam Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> so she she answers the door. Um, she's not got a top on. Uh, torso is painted like a, a flower. A flower. It's not really Whoopi Goldberg, obviously, but it's a guy who looks like Whoopi Goldberg. I put cut to a scene from Marked for Death. <laughs> it could have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah who do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he, he says, no, you're not getting my stash. Yeah. So, you know, we, we know we know the sort of person that, uh, what's her name, Mary-Kate. Yeah. I, I, I kept changing what I thought her name was all, all the way through my uh, notes. Hogan says, I've already got a stash and points to his upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which then spoke to him. <laughs> Just says, Hogan! <laughs> he punches that man to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, gets a gun pulled on him by his girlfriend, who turns out to be the um, flatmate of, of Hogan's daughter. Yeah, because he doesn't know who she looks like. No, because he thinks that's her, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, because he actually says, oh, Mary-Kate. I thought, really? Wow. Yeah, but it's not. No, he says, I'm not Mary-Kate. He says, fair dues. Yeah. She, and she, says, tell me where she is. I'm her dad. Yeah, he says... Uh, uh, he I'm asked not, her to help him. I'm not here for your stash. In fact, here, have some money Yeah, for very little. Here's some money for me punching your boyfriend out. Yeah, sorry, whoopee. Yeah, <laughs> whoopsie, whoopee. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> whoopsie Goldberg. And that's that's what started their feud in the WWE. Yeah, I was going to say Goldberg, <laughs> Goldberg standing there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, she, I think she gives him a matchbook. Yeah, it says help yourself. To matches. To matches, yeah. Yeah, to light a cigarette. It says the only matches I have is for the WWE title, brother. <laughs> and then him and uh, Goldberg. Goldberg just, just wrestled. <laughs> yeah, it's about a three-hour main event. <laughs> <laughs> Not with Goldberg in it, fuck. Uh, yeah, Top turns up to McBride. This is meant... Why would Top... Like, this is... this is. A, I'm just going to tick off another thing. Okay. Because he's a classic bad guy. They're now in the woodland. Yeah. And um, McBride is, like, holding some flowers. Mm. So he's, he's also got the uh, the nurturing sort of thing where he's looking after flowers and plants. Rock, stop here. I wish to pick flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and then Top, top Drummond is uh, brought to him in yeah. the middle of the woods. And he says, I will never tell you where who we, they really are. And he says, okay, then we'll, we'll kill you. And he says, all right, then I will tell you. Yeah, he, well, I don't know why he would agree to, to meet this man alone in the woods when he knows he's just fucked up the thing. He says, I want their names and a map to their front doors. And uh, Top says, you want them? Try the phone book. Mm. Nice. Which is weird because, well, that worked for Terminator. That's true. Didn't it? Yeah. So, you know, I actually thought that. I thought, yeah, okay, he, he might do. He'll eventually get them. Hey, Janelle. 
Hubs Wolfie. Haha, you stupid idiot. He's not even called Wolfie. I the dog's you. name is Max, you fool. I fooled you, T1000. <laughs> yeah, that's all the, from the deleted scenes. That's the one where you wrote, when we wrote the script. <laughs> it was declined. It was an odd draft. Hahaha, <laughs> you idiot. Your foster parents are dead. Top says Ben Cutter, Vince Dean. I don't know where they live. McBride says liar. And then he says, I keep their last will and testament in my safe. Yeah, so you can have it for a price. Yeah. Even though I've just told you where it is. He says, that's some code you got there, Henry. Very flexible. Guessing his name's Henry Drummond. Henry Top Drummond. Yeah. I did, I missed the Henry bit. Yeah. Anyway, Ken, never mind that yeah, shit. Yeah, sorry about that, bollocks. Yeah. Off to the strip club we go. Yeah. Whee, buttocks, lads, lads. lads. I, I've, I've written buttocks, tits, and Hulk Hogan. Ken's three favourite things. That's a night in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I said, actually, my line was, thank fuck she's working behind the bar, eh? Oh, this could have been really awkward for yeah. Hogan. Yeah, he's, he's wearing an ill-fitting belt as well. Yeah, yeah very yeah. small. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but I thought, oh, That's yes. That's his daughter's I... belt, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I actually wrote, oh, at least she's just the waitress. Yeah. But wait, we've both been suckered in by this because, no, she's not. On the stage dancing next is a girl we can only know by the name MK. That could be anything. <laughs> no, it's Mary Kate. Yes. <laughs> Just in case you couldn't come, I work that out. Yeah. There's a suggestion while she's coming out and doing a bit of a dance. There's a suggestion of eye contact throughout that dance as well. So she's looking directly at him and he's looking directly at her. Yeah. And if that's not a big enough giveaway that it's his daughter, she's also got a handlebar moustache. <laughs> And a bandana. <laughs> Brother. She, and she tears her shirt off. Yeah. And then listens to the crowd. <laughs> Hogan, he grits his teeth and turns towards the bar. And just, that's got to be the worst moment of his life, that. Yeah. He looks absolutely sickened by the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, to, to be fair, she doesn't actually strip at all. She under, She's like basically just wearing underwear. Yeah. So she doesn't get naked in, in any context at all she just she's there dancing in underwear <laughs> any context emotionally physically <laughs> <laughs> i'm very complex in my in my nakedness <laughs> uh, figuratively um she, she's in the back and uh it, she lets us this is where we, we we're told that she needs the money which is why she does this you can't have a girl in any movie working as a stripper who enjoys the job. That's rule number one in film. No, not allowed. She's got to be doing it because life is hard. Her dad walked out on her 20 years ago and his wig followed a year later. <laughs> That's the reason she's doing this, all right? She's not doing it because it's just a job and she gets paid. Carry on, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we get that. And uh, her friend, who I've not bothered to write her name down, no. uh, says, well, why don't you talk to Danzig? And I thought, well, what the hell is he going to do about mother. it? <laughs> and I then wrote the word mother. <laughs> yeah, I thought, what's he going to do about it? Just the misfits are all standing there. <laughs> Fucking corpse paint. <laughs> but no, uh, apparently, no, uh, he's the owner of the club and he can uh, have private dinner arrangements with some of the patrons. Some older men, yeah. some old rich men. Who just give them money to just be there with them. Apparently, but from the look from the girl, there's more to it than that. Anyway, that's enough of that, because in in walks Ben Cutter, just into the back, where well, they're all getting changed, yeah. And then um, MK, Mary Kate, says, 
Quill, quill, quill. <laughs> Finally, the great Ben Cutter. <laughs> you see, that's more Irish than it's in the film. Yeah. And he... <laughs> yeah, she she just gives him all the daughter bullshit. Yeah. And I like how the boss half-heartedly says, I'll kick his ass if he wants. Yeah. And then just runs out before he looks Turns at him. Turns around. Yeah, yeah, just looks at him properly. Yeah. She says he, to me... She's, no, not to me. She says to Hogan... All you are to me is some loser who sent me a check once a year. Once a year is a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah. Surely it should be like monthly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he says you're better than this. She follows Hogan follows her around the club trying to apologize, and in comes the boss. Yeah. And this time he's brought back up in the shape of <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Fantastic. In sunglasses. That's who you need. Fine. Crawl back into one of your precious foxholes and leave me alone. Whoa. Travel, asshole. Before I buy you a one-way ticket and ram it up your ass. There's one thing you need to learn. Oh, yeah? What's that? Don't piss me off. Top. He turns up now, he gives Colonel Ponytail the deeds from the safe. He says, I love this line, if I were you, I wouldn't go there without a mouthful of Hail Marys and a Kevlar vest. <laughs> classic. Brilliant. Classic Drummond. I mean, you know, and also classic Drummond, he attempts the old double cross here, doesn't he? Hmm. He, uh, he attempts to shoot Ponytail. Offers him a cigar because he's got a pistol in the cigar box. And he yeah. says, yeah, go on then. And uh, then he pulls a gun on him. It's, it's a bit weird, really, because why would he do that after he's given him all the information? Wouldn't need to. Why would he just shoot them in the, as soon as they get there? If he's got hidden weapons, why don't you just shoot everybody? There's only two of them. Plus, how busy was that fucking headquarters? Now there's no one there. That's because they've all been deployed to Serbia. <laughs> They're all, yeah. <laughs> they've all been killed by hardball. If you're, blown them all up, haven't they? If you're top, you're not taking them back two on one. To give him the only thing that's keeping you alive. you got to say, I'm, I'll drop it off somewhere and then you can fucking pick it up or something. You can't just be giving it to him because they're just going to kill your top. Do you not realise this? Even when he does pull a gun, he's given them the information first. Yeah. Ridiculous. Goes against his cash first thing, doesn't it? It also goes against his men fighting men code. Whatever yeah. it was. Fraternity of fighting men. Yeah, and uh, anyway, Ponytail moves out of the way, and uh, I think it's the bull guy again. It's really? No, it's not him. It's not it's someone a, else. It's a totally different bull guy. Yeah, he uh, shoots Top in the chest with a shotgun. Apparently, you can you can survive five, six hours with your chest caved in from a shotgun blast. Yeah, he he's, very, he's very close to him as well, isn't he? That's like a very close shotgun it's blast. Probably, probably about where I am from Ken across the table here, probably oh, up no, two no, feet. Put your shotgun away, right? We don't need to actually <laughs> test it. But apparently, you can survive that for five to six hours. Yeah, and it will hurt. And he says, hope you don't get tired of saying those Hail Marys. Yeah, very clever. Screw the Irish, bastard. Smile when you say that. You might last five, maybe six hours with a gunshot like that. Hope you don't get tired of saying those Hail Marys. (laughs) 
Hogan's fiance offers to do uh, to go talk to his daughter for him later on. <laughs> He's now wearing a bright blue vest. Yes, <laughs> with his blue jeans. Yeah, and work boots. Yeah, it's awful. It looks terrible. Yeah, he declines. Says he'll, he'll go. He'll try speaking to her again. He's trying to get his uh, jeep working, isn't he? Yeah, his he's truck. W- working on his car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Cobra turns up and announces, introduces himself to um, was it Lauren? I think her La- name Laurie. Is. Laurie. And Hogan, Hogan's pissed and says, "I told you I'd ring you," but he actually didn't. So went back. He actually says, "Give me a ring." So fuck you, Hogan. Yeah, you well, fucking he, liar. I don't think he rang him either, though. I don't think there was any phone calls. And when would they have exchanged numbers? I told you, the fucking napkin with the... Oh, yeah, with the kiss kiss. Yeah. Yeah. He's got very shit hair. Hogan. Vince. Yeah. No, no, no. Cons- <laughs> considering that he, like, he's wearing a wig, he's still not got the shittest hair in the film. <laughs> yeah, Vince. He's yeah. bloody awful. Yeah, it's bad. He's just ridiculous. He's like 40, 45 years old. He's an awful character. But everyone's calling him kid and youngster and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, he t- he turns up and uh, then he's he like fixes his car for him, which is another one of those grudging son of a bitch moments. Yeah, he says, "No, I'm all right, I've fixed it." And he says, "No, you haven't." He says, "Can I borrow your car to to Laurie?" And she says, "No, I've got to use it to go and do some programming for my friend or some bollocks." Yeah, she throws that in. We'll we'll use that later. Yeah, he offers to help Hogan fix his truck, and he begrudgingly accepts. Incidentally, Help Hogan is his younger geeky brother. <laughs> I was just about to mention <laughs> Help Hogan. That's his younger geeky brother, brother. <laughs> That's my, my yeah. note. Yeah, he's like, uh, it was played by... Um... Rick Moranis. That was his name. I couldn't <laughs> fucking think of him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. All I could think of was Seymour Krellborn. <laughs> I, uh, I wrote this uh, this note when I was drunk. I'm very pleased with that. Help Hogan is his younger geeky really? brother. Really? I brother. thought of it just when you said he, he says he's going to help Hogan. No. I just thought that was the name of him. Yeah. I must have done the exact same and wrote I'm very, very pleased with myself. Well, I'm, I'm pleased with me for thinking the same thing. Mary Kate, she's doing a strip in uh, Blues Brothers attire. Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, sword fighting henchman, he's looking on. He's handing out bills, dollar bills. Oh yeah, yeah. He's um he he holds up a photograph that was in the um the envelope uh, open at death envelope. So he holds up a photograph of a young child and immediately knows that that is the child yeah. all grown up. <laughs> Which is weird because uh, her actual dad hasn't got a bloody clue what she looks like because he <laughs> thought it was the uh, punk crew cut lesbian woman from the first bit. Yeah, then the bartender. Yeah, so he's yeah, he's got no clue what she looks like, but this bloke, he's then he's, Cobra. Even though that was his envelope, so he's <laughs> got that. It was his photo yeah. that he's looking at, but he recognises her straight away. But uh, Cutter himself got no bloody clue what she's going to look like. Might as well have thought Whoopi Goldberg was his daughter. Yeah, Whoopsie Goldberg. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, um, they're going to McBride's. Like, but you see the boss and he, he calls her to the side of the stage and whispers to her. And basically she's going to take up that offer of, of going to a rich guy's house for dinner. Yeah, and and I will just point out at this point, she is uh, replaced by a far sexier stripper. Thank you, I Ken, did, yes. I, <laughs> that's important. When, uh, oh, I, I thought, I wonder who that is. I never found out because she's not in the credits or anything, but she's much more nicer as far as strippers go. Obviously, you know she got what it what it takes for the stripping world. You mean tits, big ones? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I wish we had a video. You could have seen the smile on Ken's face there. <laughs> oh. My note is here: looks like McBride has found Hogan's soft spot. 
He's Fontenelle. Oh, Hogan's Fontenelle was a as a musical <laughs> instrument that Ken had created. <laughs> yeah, made a very odd noise. <laughs> it went. <laughs> yeah, I used to play Hogan's Fontenelle on a daily basis on stage for six years. <laughs> Achieved grade three. <laughs> On the life and death of Hulk Hogan, Kenby Wilde played Hogan's Fontanelle. Check out that documentary if you've not seen it. Welcome. Would you like some champagne? Um, sure. Why not? Thanks. So? You're not as, um, old as I thought you'd be. <laughs> um, thank you. I suppose. Jill said we were having lunch with some other people. Yes, Sheikh Amin al-Sayed from Qatar and the Japanese ambassador. We'll be picnicking in the garden, if that suits you, of course. Um, that sounds good. Excuse me, sir, but your party's being held up at the airport. We have a chopper on the way, but it'll take at least 40 minutes. Hmm, how disappointing. Our little garden party's being spoiled. If you can't spare the extra time, I'll have Jamie drive you home whenever you want. Jamie. Yes, sir. Would you stay on standby? I'd, uh... Um, well, actually, I've already taken the rest of the afternoon off, so, um, I don't mind waiting. That's wonderful. Thank you, Jamie. Well, would you, um, like a tour? You're not as old as I thought you'd be, is what she says to McBride as he's showing her around his mansion. Yeah, she's expecting an old, old man, isn't she? But um, no, it, it it's him. Um, she says, yeah, okay, I'll stay. And, um, and that's that bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's that bit. Basically, uh, her and her friend have gone back. Uh, the the other girl's just never seen again. <laughs> uh, back to the strip club, Hogan and Cobra. Um, yeah, they, they go back there. Brutus um, Beefcake turns up with the best line delivery of the film, he says. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be damned if Santa Claus didn't come early this year. Yeah, not a clue what he's talking about. <laughs> he's got a little uh, Band-Aid on his uh, nose yeah. where he was hit earlier. The, the trench coats replace the sunglasses and we get the stupidest scene in the film, the Simon Says scene. Mm, this is really, really bad. Um... Are you going to play the dialogue on that? Yeah. I don't want to discuss it. <laughs> you know how to play Simon Says, big guy? Shut up. Oh. Simon Says, look up. I said, shut up. Simon Says, look down. Simon Says, look up behind me. You think I would fall for that? I wouldn't look behind me for a million bucks. You're not listening. I said, look out behind me. <laughs> Yeah, ends up just punching him in the face as he... It's fucking terrible, to be honest. We also get Karate Hogan. Yes, we do. Where he uh, he gets to do a spinning high kick, which he can't do. Yeah. He can't even run, so there's no way he's doing that. Hogan takes out about six guys, and Cobra's just on the guy who's already on the floor, yeah, punching him in the face. Yeah, he just punching Brutus in the face <laughs> about eight, ten times or something whilst he's offering no resistance whatsoever. He keeps saying, et tu, Brutus. <laughs> 
after every punch. Yeah. It's very, very tedious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, once, once everyone's out, uh, they just go, oh, she's not here, let's go. <laughs> grabs his coat and they leave. What's the point of the whole scene? <laughs> Absolutely pointless. Yeah, it really is. That's like, you, you get some pointless scenes, but that's 100% pointless. They turn up, have a fight, she's not here, let's go. That's the end of that. And if there's any doubt this film's in the 90s, the next scene we see McBride's got a USB stick on a necklace around his neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan McBride is now showing uh, Mary-Kate. Is that her name, yeah? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I get it. I'm confused. Um, uh, just how rich he is, basically. He says that that egg... It's a Fabergé, some bullshit. I can't remember what he actually described it as. That was worth a million dollars. But I imagine you're worth more. Yeah. That's what he says to it in that sort of tone. Yeah, I said, McBride unveils one of his precious eggs to Mary Kate. (laughs) And then she fingers his USB stick. (laughs) Yeah, she fingers his necklace. And he says, well, that's priceless. So... Fuck off. Get the fuck off it. <laughs> fuck off touching it. And then, like, all the subtlety of the plan goes out the window as he just throws her to the fucking yeah, on the bed. Yeah, he says, will you dance for me? Which is weird that she's, like, a bit odd about that, because that's what she does. Yeah. But she's sort of like, no, I don't really want to. Yeah. So, yeah, so then he just throws her to the bed and holds her down. And then unveils the whole plan to her. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's his, honestly, he keeps doing that. He's, yeah. he's, he's very, very open with his plans. Although he, he throws in this, this more mystical wisdom. Resistance is like sugar on a strawberry. Every bite is sweeter. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. And she responds by kneeing him in the groin. Yeah, good. Yeah, so he, he, he's fallen over. She picks up his egg uh, and threatens to smash it. He says, no, please don't. Because obviously, you know, he was showing off that he got it, but uh, he doesn't want it broken. Um, and then he just, she leaves. Turns yeah. out she's also ensnared the necklace in yeah, the struggle. In the, yeah, in the fracas, the necklace has come loose and she picks it up. As well as her bag, because she's got an empty hand when she picks it up, and when she comes, when it sh- yeah, cuts she away, picks both things she's up. got a bag as well. She's got really long nails, just clawed in half the floor as well. Yeah, manages to escape. Yeah, Jamie, where is she? Oh, we lost her. Lost her in the woods. <laughs> so, how does she get to the woods she's that quick? Well, it's, it's a massive place. That he's got a huge garden. Stripper in the woods. It's easy to lose, isn't it? <laughs> just ask <laughs> Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. I was watching that documentary recently. Hogan, he goes back to the apartment from earlier and he finds Whoop- Whoopi Goldberg and uh, the roommate dead. They've been killed. Well, we find the punks dead, isn't it? Like the girl. She's yeah. dead. We get to see her. And apparently says, yeah, that, that's her boyfriend on the floor next to her. But we don't get to see Whoopi Goldberg. No. The dead at all. No. Probably couldn't afford her it was for probably two days. like it was in Loaded Weapon 1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With that face. Yeah. That's a Whoopi Goldberg. Face. Yeah. So they thought we can't use that again. Uh, he goes back to the old Irish woman's house and he finds her there. End yeah. of search. Yeah, more more bullshit again from the daughter. Oh, yeah, what are you telling me about this, Dad? Yeah, it's not some dad you are and all that shit. She's like, someone's after me, I want to leave. And Hogan, instead of saying, okay, then let's get you out of here, says, no, no, you need to stay here. <laughs> Where they know you probably and tell, are. And tell me what's going on. And she doesn't want to tell him for some reason. It, it is very weird because he thinks that it's her fault that people are after her. Yeah. He never thinks that it's connected to him at all. No. Which is very odd, really, when you come to think of, like, the usually the action hero knows it's because they're 
past. Their life is what's bringing the family into it. But he's just like, why are they after you? And we get a drive-by shooting. Brilliant. Loved it. Fantastic slow-mo drive-by shooting. Two guns to the side like he's in fucking hard-boiled or something. Yeah, it's Jamie. Yeah. (laughs) It's Jamie and he's he's roaring as he's shooting. He's like, ah! In case the guns and the screeching of the car wasn't enough to alert people. Yeah. Yeah, it's superb. Misses absolutely everybody as well with his guns. (laughs) It's rubbish. And Cobra, he manages to shoot the driver in the neck, I guess. I don't know. You don't see a bullet. You just see him react. You just just see the car sort of crash. And then the car goes out of control. It's a great couple of close-ups on on Jamie. (laughs) You get some great close-ups in in all three of his death scenes. (laughs) He's good, isn't he, Jamie? (laughs) And uh, this is where you see that Cobra is has the biggest belt buckle I've ever seen. It's like yeah. a fucking dinner plate. You know when I mentioned that he got a really rubbish belt earlier, yeah. the ill-fitting belt of uh, Cutter? Yeah. Yeah, it's because Cobra's nicked it. Mm. <laughs> He's wearing his belt. They've swapped belts, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, Cutter's wearing uh, his his daughter's belt and and, um, and Cobra's wearing the WCW title belt. <laughs> wearing Goldberg's. Yeah. Whoopsie Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they end up um, fleeing when the cops turn up. MK passes out after she's made to bleed her own blood. and um, That's right, yes. Yeah, but um, thankfully Cobra picks her up and carries her off. Old David Copperfield over there. Immediately falls in love with her. Sword fighting henchman's actually alive and kills the cops and escapes. Yeah, who'd have thought that? That cop's very happy-go-lucky, isn't he? He's very yeah. happy to arrive at a, a, a fatal accident. Like he just <laughs> shoots two cops dead, as, yeah. if, as if none of this would have alerted any witnesses. Yeah, or yeah. the cops. <laughs> or, or, or other police, yeah. yeah. With other, no other police are in this, by the way, so that is true. They does not alert any other police. Yeah. Cobra tries to convince Hogan next to let him date his daughter. It seems an odd time for that. Yeah, it it does. He's quite inappropriate from here on in, isn't he? To yeah. be honest, Cobra. Um, what we've got now is we've got more <laughs> more vest and jeans from uh, Cutter. I did like to note down what he was wearing yeah, at the time. Too. I, I, every time there's a new scene, he got changed a lot, but he pretty much just wore the same thing yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. What Laurie uh, thankfully recognizes the necklace as a flash memory card. <laughs> <laughs> And because she's an expert, she takes it and um, just gets a really big computer screen of denied, enter password. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, you'd be in charge of a million dollar operation and not have a password to everything that you've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. They can't believe that they can't access this. Yeah. Ah, the 90s. <laughs> it's the late 90s as well, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Because um, she can't get in it, uh, Hulk decides to go and see Top, as he's the only man who knew about his daughter. So. Yeah, which is weird that he didn't think about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't think that maybe it was all connected. Oh, what happened? That's what I want to know. What's going on, Mary Kate? Yeah. Who the hell's gunning for you? Man, just leave her alone, okay? I'm Lori, okay? We're going to go upstairs, clean you up. Come on. Right. Oh, man, God, she's beautiful. You sure she's your daughter? Don't even think about going there. Why? Why wouldn't you want her with a nice guy like me? I mean, she could do a lot worse. I don't want her with a guy like you because you'll end up like me, which means she's going to have to suffer a long time before the payoff, if there is one. Yeah, Yeah, so he goes to the deserted base that uh, he was at once before, 
<laughs> and he's still alive. <laughs> three <laughs> days later. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he could last longer than like half an hour or six hours, whatever he said. Yeah, because yeah. he is still alive. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what he said, though, when he's dying. <laughs> the, the bit that made me laugh was he said, here's all I've got on him. He's also holding the file on... <laughs> McBride. <laughs> so whilst he was dying, he's gone back to the safe, took out another file that he's got <laughs> on the person that's killed him, and uh, hands that to uh, Hardball himself. Yeah. And in his own blood on the desk, he's written Glimmer. <laughs> I've put Now It's Personal. Yeah. Now, the, now, if you remember at the end of Commando, which we will cover at some point... Um, this is a commando ripoff. Yeah, film. where where he well, just, where, where he bits. goes straight into the uh, like the the big end scene where he finds out where they are and just assault on the on the place. This is this is very similar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this bit did make me laugh though. They they got lookouts, uh, just basically looking out. Yeah. <laughs> so they know that he's probably on his way, and if your job is to be a lookout and you've got a machine gun and everything and you're looking out for anything, anything and anyone, and you can't see Hulk Hogan climbing <laughs> up a wall right where you're standing. He's six foot five, he weighs 300 pounds, and he's climbing a wall. He's got a bright you, ginger wig on. <laughs> you've not seen him until he's there, <laughs> he's right? He's not in camo, he's in fucking <laughs> he's blue. Just, he's wearing a shirt and like khaki now, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he's just right there. And he just picks this bloke up and throws him off a balcony. I love the, I, the noise he makes. Yeah, I think he got off lightly, to be honest, yeah. that bloke. his one job yeah <laughs> look out for anybody including huge wrestlers no oh, I didn't think you meant him yeah he manages to he, he takes out ponytail with a nerve grip he oh tells... that, that is funny though yes yeah, yeah no I, I meant the actual lookout yeah no no Rourke, Rourke yeah he just sort of like touches his neck a bit doesn't yeah. he he's, he's out for the count yeah he tells him that McBride's upstairs so he gives him a little nerve nerve pinch and that's him he, he passes out <laughs> He beats up a few more guards. He's about to punch McBride because he corners him in the living room yeah, when he's ambushed. I've got him. He kicks in some double doors. Yes. He's ambushed and he's taken prisoner. Yeah, he's got he's got like about six guns on him, but he does still punch a few people. It's, it's the same sort of thing we saw in um, White Fire. White Fire. Damn it, Cutter, which was a previous wrestling name for Hulk Hogan in the, in the Territory days. <laughs> yeah, so he says, oh, you want to play? Let's play. Let's go to my playroom or something. Something like that. And then we end up in the McBride International. He's got his own He's got his own brand <laughs> in his own house. Yeah, he's got St. Bernard School for Sick Children and the McBride International <laughs> Gun Testing Association. We, we, we assume this is now like below stairs. But it could be anywhere. It doesn't really tell us where it is. Above board, but below stairs. <laughs> Hulk Hogan is now chained up and between the carcasses of two pigs. Not policemen. <laughs> no actual pig carcass. Yeah. Some sort of gun testing range I've put. 
Yeah, we, we've got we've got some. Oh, yeah, you'd you'd have needed my password. Blah blah blah. And then he gives us the name of two of his guns. One of them's a joint Brilliant. buster. <laughs> yeah, you want to see the joint buster? Obviously, the writer of this film asked his two children to name there, <laughs> and it takes out the entire hip joint. That's yeah. it, though. Only the hip. <laughs> yeah, but he mentioned the hip twice as yes. well. He said, he said, "Yeah, you ever seen a perp get away without a hip?" And it was like, well, you can only shoot them in the hip. It reminded me of the, the pilot, the captain from Airplane. <laughs> you ever seen? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, so it only works on hips. If you shoot any other joint, you're fine. Useless, yeah. You catch that hip, yeah. they're out of action. Do you know how often you, you aim for the hip? <laughs> I shoot from the hip, not shoot to the hip. Shoot your own hip. Yeah. <laughs> so he shoots the pig, and uh, presumably the hip of the pig is fucked. Is he, just can't, gone. he can't escape. No. But Hogan says, am I supposed to be impressed? And he says, oh no, not until you've seen this little something we call yeah. the Devastator. Yes. <laughs> the and Devastator. That, and that just blows the pig carcass in half, to yeah. be fair. I mean, it's, it's quite good. Much better than the joint bust. It's like that was a, absolutely rubbish compared to anything else. Reminds me of Robocop's gun. It's like yes. that. Yeah. But yeah. the the joint buster is useless. Yeah. Rubbish. It looks rubbish. The Devastator just blows everything to pieces. Yeah. Anyway, he says, well, what if there's a copy of the flash memory thing that Laurie identified immediately? Yeah. And he says, well, that would depend where it was. Yeah, it depends if we could find it. Which, you know, is kind of like them just playing mind games. Which is what, he's saying is, what he's saying is, yeah, well, we got a copy. And he says, well, we better go and get it then. Yeah, pretty much. So why they don't just say that, I don't know. Yeah, cut to Mary-Kate and um, Hogan's missus. What was her name? Laurie. Laurie. Uh, they're having a heart-to-heart about Cutter. But yeah. how is she the best man I've ever met? Yeah. So is it like this every time? Yeah. Without fail. How do you live like this? Because there's only one of him. Yeah. Then the phone rings. Hello, Ben? No? Oh, you must have the wrong number. And it's not even a trick. It is actually just the wrong number. <laughs> no, it's no, you know, that's just pointless. Yeah, if Cobra turns back up, attempts to chat up Mary-Kate again. Yeah, he takes full advantage of her and yeah. uh, just ends up forcing know, himself on rape, raping her or something. I, don't yeah. know. It's, I, I think it's consensual, but it's just inappropriate. It's very inappropriate. Yeah, he, he says, I've been out uh, rigging some surprises on the perimeter. Anyway, what's your boyfriend do? So I've got a boyfriend, so he just shags her. So he just tries, yeah. <laughs> so he just, just throws just himself on top of her. Forces and himself like, oh, on her. God, Jesus. Very romantic. Meanwhile, Hogan's tied up, and from now until the end of the film, Hogan does not wear a shirt. <laughs> yes, uh, as we discussed in the trivia. <laughs> he wins this one. Yeah. Yeah, and this, this is again where Dylan now, <laughs> you know, like when the bad guy sort of says... My plan now is, mm-hmm. yeah, well, he actually says, right, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to go and rape your daughter. I'm going to finish that rape that uh, I didn't get to finish earlier on. Then I'm going to rape your fiance and then I will kill her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Yeah. My note is he's going to rape everybody at the ranch, <laughs> starting with his daughter. <laughs> Rape everyone hardballs ever known. Everyone in the world, starting with his daughter. <laughs> he says, Hey, Jamie, keep him alive till I get back. Get out of here. Go.
You don't get it, do you? I can have all the fun I want. And this, oh, this is going to be really fun. What do you say I, I show you just a little? Huh? Why don't I start? Oh, yeah. Why don't I start with your eye? Oh, no. Why don't I just cut your throat? What about your man parts? I like what Jamie says. He says, well, now it's just you and me. Yeah, he gets his sword out, which I thought he would, and threatens to cut Hogan's dick off. <laughs> yeah, he says, I can do anything I want, obviously, but gas keep him alive. That was the only rule. Uh, he says, what, what first? An eye? Maybe your man parts. Maybe the hip with the... <laughs> the joint buster. patent-pending joint buster. <laughs> Yeah, it, the sword's already got blood on it. Yeah. So I don't know what, how old that is or what they've been using. Maybe, that maybe that's what they used on uh, MK's mate. Oh, whoopsie Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, yes, the, her friend. Yeah. Sorry, the stripper friend. Cutting off Hogan's dick is enough for, for Hogan to hulk up. He doesn't like that idea, does no. he? No. He kicks, kicks him, I've, I've knocks him out. Karate Hogan once again. Yeah, yeah. And knocks him out with a kick. And manages to loosen his restraints. I'm not sure how he, he just sort of... He's, he's on like a crane or something. Yeah. I don't know why he's got this, all this machinery in his basement. Yeah. And it's a good thing the henchmen are terrible shots because at one point there's a henchman about a foot away from him as he's on the floor unarmed and misses. Hogan shoots him dead and escapes in a van. He, does, he, he, takes, um, he takes a gun and it's already empty. Yeah. But when we see it next, he shoots two people. Yeah. We have no idea how he gets into the van. I don't even know where it is because he's like in a parking lot suddenly and yeah. just bursts through the barrier. Yeah. There's a guard on the barrier and he just bursts through that like he's just in a normal parking facility. Yeah, I'm sure that mansion doesn't have a parking lot. <laughs> it's very odd. But it also appears to be his car that he was fixing earlier. Yeah. So it's like he's just walked to wherever he left it. Yeah. Yeah, very <laughs> unusual. But obviously his ticket's expired, so he's just going to break through the barrier. Yeah. After all this, there's a picnic going on. Everyone's just sitting around eating sandwiches <laughs> after She's, the near rape of yeah, MK. Laurie, by Cobra. Laurie's just like, oh, this isn't good. He should have been back by now. Whereas, whilst Cobra and Mary Kate are just eating stuff and staring at each other yeah. after the presumably consensual, <laughs> consensual sex. Yeah. Not sure. But anyway. Yeah, we hear an explosion which alerts Cobra, who tells them to hide in the basement. Yeah, that would be my perimeter trick. Yes. Yeah, go to the basement and wait. Laurie appears to forget where the basement is and he has to point to the stairs downwards and says, there it is, look, go down there. Yeah. Um, Cobra's in a bright yellow shirt and white vest, so not Mm. exactly built for stealth in these these moments here. No, he he puts his gun together and uh, he shoots out the window. Laurie says, right, I'm going up there. Yeah, instantly. Uh, Mary Kay says, okay, I'll come with you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She says, no, you stay here. Because one of us has to stay here after we were both told. And um, then she just walks around shouting, Vince? Vince! <laughs> <laughs> you know, because there's a gunfight going on. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, I actually have to say that um, Cobra has the most ridiculous looking gun I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he puts it together, doesn't he? It's like two parts in a cupboard. <laughs> Fucking terrible. It looks ridiculous. 
And there's a very tense scene of a henchman looking for Mary Kate down in the basement. Probably goes on a bit too long. Yeah, we don't even know how he got in the basement. No. Because he's got perimeter trip. He's, he's like booby trapped the whole place. Yeah. But yeah, still, he walks into the basement. Um, yeah, and Mary Kate's going to shoot him. But uh, she doesn't because the gun's got a safety on or something. Yeah. So she doesn't even check that. Just so so he just basically just walks up the stairs whilst we watch him do it. Basically, Hogan keeps loads of guns around the house is what we what we find out here. And uh, his fiance turns up to Cobra and he says, what the hell are you doing? Where's what, Mary what Kate? He does say, what he does say is, you can't outflank a Cobra. He'll just slither away. Yeah. Then Even gets... though there's somebody already in the basement that he's not noticed. <laughs> then he gets on the floor and just slithers away like an actual snake. <laughs> uh, she's pulled back into the house as he says, where's Mary Kate? Yeah, because she sticks her head out and goes, hi, Vince. <laughs> she's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's only like in the basement, you idiot. <laughs> Uh, the, the henchman who pulls her back in and starts shooting at um, Cobra, he jumps off the roof, which mm-hmm. looks less and less cool the more they show it. Yeah. There's a there's a wide shot that it's, shows it's it. It's slow about, motion that looks like he probably didn't want to do it. Yeah, and it's a wide shot that it looks about six foot off the deck in below, doesn't it, where he jumps from? Yeah, he could probably just have just fallen off. <laughs> And uh, whilst Cobra's dicking about outside, uh, McBride's questioning Hogan's girlfriend about where Mary Kate is and the computer files. This was his plan. Just turn up and strong arm them. Yeah, and but he's gone there as well. He's yeah. he's turned up to do this himself. No need to. Cobra's about to get killed by an old henchman until Hogan hops the fence in his truck and fucking runs him down. Yeah, he's been shot. He's been shot, Cobra. He's took one to the leg. Yeah, and the arm, wasn't it? Uh, he's, uh, not yet. Oh, not yet. Is that soon? No, he, he, he is down. Um, yeah, so they said he's about to shoot Vince and then slow motion. Who's this riding up through, like, in the air? Just through a cornfield. <laughs> yeah, just bursting through the gate. It's uh, it's Cutter, of course, and he smashes him in the face with his car door. Yeah. The, the... He's now he's obviously shirtless. He's still shirtless. He says, is this the only copy that you made? And she says, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, that's fine. That's good enough for me. Yeah. yeah. Hang on a minute. How in the hell? Because he sees it's, it's Cutter. He hears an uh, explosion and sees Cutter. Yeah, he tells Cobra, you sit tight. And then his stunt double runs across the yard and jumps over a fence. Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. Even, even, it's a very small fence, and even even then they still need yeah, a stunt double to do that. nothing like him. Yeah, he tells Cobra to cover him. So Cobra appears from behind where he was, he was like some farm equipment who was behind and starts shooting, and instantly gets shot in the arm. So, well done. Well done, Cobra. You've been fucking useless the whole time. That the actually time. really made me laugh when he got shot again. <laughs> yeah. Shot in the leg and then the arm. Yeah, it, it did. I, I really did laugh at that. I really laughed at this next bit because the henchman thinks Cobra's dead and goes up to see, you know, go, goes up to confirm mm. the death. He's using the wing mirror from the truck to, to watch him arriving and he's already got his gun faced that way and shoots him and he says... God, I'm good. Like, no, you're <laughs> like, fucking not. You've been wounded twice, that you actually, idiot. That made me laugh out yeah, loud, that. Yeah, I wrote that. I wrote, you've been wounded twice. You're not good at this at all. You fell off a fucking roof and got shot twice. Well, how are you good? <laughs> you told the two people you're protecting to go and hide, and neither of them have. <laughs> yeah, a pottery teacher and a stripper have been more used than you. <laughs> Um, at Bride, he gets a phone call from someone telling him Mary Kate's in the barn. Who's that that calls him? I think is it Ponytail? It's Rourke, I think. Yeah. yeah. I've written what he says is, "Okay, you, let's smoke it." 
And he says, you, go and knock over some garden furniture. <laughs> because the <laughs> bloke outside does. He just walks outside and just tips a chair over <laughs> and then knocks a table to the ground yeah. for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, but remember when Hogan was fixing up the barn area in the film, it turns out he was planting explosives because <laughs> Mary-Kate steps on a, a mine, which is a bouncing Betty grenade. Luckily, Hogan is here to tell us all about him. Don't move. Standing on a bouncing Betty. Just don't move. As soon as you shift your weight, this thing will pop up about three feet and then blow. We don't want that, do we? Okay, you're clear. Right, so why has he set up a bouncing Betty bomb in his yard, in his barn? And not told anybody, don't ever go in the barn. There's a bomb in it for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, because I've seen people say that, oh, that was um, Cobra setting all this stuff up. No, because Hogan knew about it. Yeah. And instantly knew it was a bouncing bay, so it's him that set that up. Yeah. Why the fuck would he do that? Why has he done that? When? When did he do it? When he was fixing the barn up. Why? Fuck knows. He's then gone on a mission and left his (laughs) barn primed to blow up if Laurie ever went in for some... Computer pottery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. Computer pottery was one of our albums, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was experimental, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was electronic. Like craft work. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, and anyway, he talks to he talks he tells her the history of the bouncing Betty grenade, and luckily he's there to disarm it, and yeah. he does. And he does that, yeah. And then he sees there's a fire. Yeah, um, McBride's trying to smoke them out. He's trying to. He's got uh, his. He's got Laurie in there, hasn't he? Who's choking to death on the smoke. Yeah, but he can't go and rescue her because Rourke's turned up in the barn, and now he's got Mary Kate. Yeah, he, tell, he says lose the guns, all of them. Basically, the bad guy's plan for the whole thing is just to turn up and hold people hostage until they're eventually all killed off. <laughs> yeah, until they just give up and <laughs> die. Everyone's just holding people hostage, and because uh, Rourke is a total idiot. Uh, Mary Kate stroking his hand a little bit is enough to distract him totally. Yeah, he's like, oh, hello. Ooh. Yeah, and allows them both to just <laughs> get this shit out of That's what would happen in that situation, yeah. isn't it? You're there thinking, right, I'm going to kill everyone in this room. And you think, oh, maybe some sex. Maybe some sex right now. <laughs> and it's enough of a distraction to allow them to both beat him to death or well, just kick the shit off him. And um, Hogan says to her, you really are daddy's little girl. Mm. Which is also what Hogan said to Kenby Wild one night. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> but Bridie's still outside shouting Cutter. I think he's been doing it through the whole scene. <laughs> just hear him in the background. He just doesn't know where he is. Yeah, he's trying to find him. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a standoff. You've got McBride, Hogan's missus, tied up in the, the, the smoke shack. Yeah, she's still coughing her guts up. And then Hogan, he's got Ponytail hostage. Um, he says that Rourke has been with me for 20 years. He knows all my secrets. Hogan says, then your choice is easy. And he says, you're right. And shoots Rourke dead. Oh, my God. I never saw that coming at all. Yeah. And Hogan. I don't know why he doesn't shoot Hogan. Like, aim for Hogan. If he yeah. gets Rourke, then... Yeah. Because he, he's he's just, like, dragging his corpse across the, <laughs> the, the plane, isn't he? Whilst he, he, try, he gets to the woods. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea why he doesn't just try and shoot Hogan. But anyway, Hogan takes cover. And there's a great scene now of Hogan hanging upside down <laughs> and snapping the neck of an elderly henchman. Hogan from above. <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> all of these henchmen now look really fucking old. What's going on? Why are all these... I actually felt sorry for them. 
as Hulk Hogan mercilessly. There's no plan, is there, for a henchman? Without remorse, just kills off these old men. as long as you can. (laughs) Six foot six, muscly fuck. At least 45. Yeah, but look at them. They're all fucking overweight with... No, yeah, but nobody expects Hogan from above. That's true. <laughs> not one person. Neither did Hogan. Because no. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> it's just a really badly edited scene yeah, of it's... him with the camera upside down, yeah, pretending it's... he's in a tree. <laughs> Described perfectly there by Kenby <laughs> Wild. Uh, Hogan saves Laurie from the smoke just in time. And um, yet again, McBride's got another prisoner. <laughs> It's worked so well the last six times I've done it. Because we've all forgotten where Mary Kate was. Yes. Yeah, well, she's been held hostage again. Yeah. This is where we get a slight flashback to the child in the first scene. Though there's no, like, suggestion it's 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 her. her, Because how could it be? Yeah, it wouldn't be. The hell would he be doing there in the middle of a war with his own daughter? Plus that means he hasn't aged for 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, so we don't know. Yeah, he says, oh, you said we'd let us go. And he said, yeah, well, I lied. Yeah. Which is nasty of the bad guy. You never expect that from him. Yeah, he says to to drop your weapons. But Hogan gives her the eyes, the most obvious eyes I've ever seen, to move forward and tells her, like, with his eyes, that the the bouncing Betty is, is right there. So she moves forward and they step on it together. Goodbye, Cutter. Stepped on a bouncing Betty. Make one move. We'll be splattered all over the place. Can you disarm this? Yeah. Let her go first. Wait! Cutter! You said you'd disarm it if I let her go! I lied. Cutter! Cutter, stop! Burning hell, McBride! Cutter! And then he tells uh, McBride, I can disarm it. If you let her go, I'll disarm it for you. So he does let her go. Then, just to drive home the fact that this is a commando ripoff, Hogan says, I lied. Yeah, but the thing is, he could still have shot them both. Yeah. Because he's still got a gun on them. Yeah. And if he's going to die anyway, why not just kill him? Yeah. But he doesn't. He's just like, oh. Yeah. Damn you. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, there's some wrap-up dialogue bullshit. Yeah, it is rubbish as well. He says, what, what about McBride? <laughs> Let's just leave him to sweat. Yeah, meanwhile... He's the... just like, well, well, what if he explodes? Because yeah. <laughs> he might do any like, second now. And like in the background, you just hear him screaming for his life as all this light-hearted dialogue is going yeah. on. <laughs> you just said, cut <laughs> I like how his daughter's totally forgiven uh, Hogan now. It took... Hogan nearly getting killed about 12 times for her to finally forgive him. To be honest, though, he nearly blew her up as well with having a bouncing Betty in the barn yeah. without without telling anyone. I like the alliteration of that. Thank you very much. Uh, luckily, the cops are turning up. Yeah, oh, it looks like someone must have called the cops. <laughs> no. No, yeah. not at all. What? It's Jamie. Yeah. Jamie for his third death scene. Um, he's in a cop car. How's he still got the cop car? Fuck no. You know, like when he, he drove off in that cop yeah. car, he was back at the house though, wasn't he? For yeah. the torture scene that didn't get off the ground. Yeah. So what, so he, is the cop car was still outside that house? Yeah. He just kept it. Yeah. 
Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Jamie again. and uh, He's taking some pills we've never seen him take before. I'm not sure what that's all about. Tree bores. <laughs> <laughs> Tree bore mints are a minty bit stronger. <laughs> and who is it? Cobra that shoots. That's what he shouts. <laughs> or is it Hogan that shoots the tyre out? Is it um, Hogan, I think? Okay, I, I think it is because Cobra and do fuck all, does he? Uh, Hogan shoots the tire, the front tire out. Of the it, it is, it is, yeah, because he stands right in front. Yeah, he does. It, it's it's good because they actually say what's going on here, <laughs> and um, <laughs> in, in case they just thought it was a policeman coming to help them, thankfully Jamie shouts Carter. Yeah. <laughs> so we know that it's a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, so they can shoot him. And they shoot the front tire out, which is enough to send it careering into the barn. It yeah, even just, goes it up a rolls little. It, yeah, rolls it up the log pile. Yeah, into it spins a, the car. Into and then McBride's looking through the window, yeah. <laughs> and you see a close up yeah. of both of their faces. Just kind of going, <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, Jamie's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the hands up to his face, and yeah, uh, and the whole barn explodes. Hogan, because of Bouncing Betty, of course. Yeah. Hogan gives a line, I'll have to build the whole damn thing over again. They all laugh. Laugh so much that they all... Shit. Shit. Literally <laughs> shit. Put their arms around each other and uh, head off into the distance as the credits roll. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of that. Where That's does this, this rank amongst the Seagal, Van Damme action films of the 90s? Nope. <laughs> Not really. Nope. <laughs> No, there's a reason that nobody knows this film exists. <laughs> Seagal, Van Damme, Hogan. Can we confidently say that they all belong together? I don't think so, no. Sort of Stallone, Schwarzenegger, throw them in. Yeah. No, no. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, Hogan. Hulk Hogan. No. <laughs> no, we can't. Why is that? Because it's terrible. It's a terrible film, really, if you think about it. It's, yeah. It's like by the... It's, any muscle-bound idiot could have been the hero in this film. This was tailor-made for Red Brown, wasn't it, this film? <laughs> but that's it. They they tag Hogan on it, and suddenly people are like, ooh, I've got this on DVD. What? Yeah, I have. Why? I don't even know how I've got it, but I have. Jesus Christ. It was one of those. It was like a pound. You got Hogan in a ridiculous wig. You've got a guy who's supposed to be young, loose, the same age as Hogan. You got Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, in fucking sunglasses in a strip club. And you got the most inept villains since the the previous film we did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What a great film! <laughs> Five stars. It's it's fun. Yeah, I, I I did enjoy watching it. It was it was fun. The first like twenty minutes are nonstop just. Shooted, yeah. The first, the first twenty minutes are sort of army action in the jungle. The 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 second part is dad reconciling with his daughter. Boring, yeah. <laughs> and then the third part is a revenge film. So yeah, it's it's on Amazon Prime. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll move on to Kenby Wilde's film pitch. So, Ken, what have you got for me? Well, it's not necessarily that much to do with this film. I don't know if we try and uh, we we do that, but talking about Hogan's hair, um, <laughs> and I also watched a film the other day called Bad Hair, which is a new horror comedy uh, with the tagline, Evil Takes Root. 
Nice. And I've I've seen a, a South Korean film called The Wig. And I, honestly, we've spoken about this many, many times. Why is there not a film called Hell to Pay? Mm. And it's about a toupee. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's because they wouldn't get the accent on it. Or not, but why has that never even been a tagline? Even if that's, like, you call it bad hair, but why would hell to pay? Or there will be hell to pay. Anything like that. Why is that not in? So <laughs> what I've done is I've just, I'm just putting it out there now so I can get the copyright on it if anyone does make that film. Yeah. So is the name of the film Hell to Pay and then the tagline is There Will Be Hell to Pay? <laughs> yes. Okay. I thought so. Good. Yeah, because I think it's that good. <laughs> we we <laughs> can use it twice. Yeah. <laughs> so what I've got, uh, the, the basic plot, and it is very basic, as you know, from what I do here. <laughs> yep. The basic plot is we've got a, a loser, a bald loser, who... Uh, <laughs> It's <laughs> going to sell this one well, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> who, um, who struggles with the ladies, uh, but cuts a deal with what he thinks is just an ordinary you know, wig. No, I've written like hair gang. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but then I realise there's no such thing as a hair gang. <laughs> So uh, I don't know. Let's let's have uh, like just like wig emporium, a gentleman's haberdashery. That we do. call it. Yes, yeah. yes, the fraternity of uh, hairless men. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. That's the name of it. Yeah, and uh, what he doesn't realise is that the uh, the owner of that is in fact the devil himself. Holy shit! Yeah. So when he signs that deal, the toupee that he gets, uh, though it allows him incredible powers to transform into a beautiful man um wanted by women feared by men exactly lusted yes. after by hulk hogan well let's leave him out of this until okay. i give you the cast okay <laughs> yeah and, and that's it and obviously there's a price to pay to pay mm-hmm. what's <laughs> after, the price after all is it um, like um it, it's his very soul and uh, mm. his own sanity is it like um five 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 evil what? What's the what's the name of that film? Where Jesus he... Christ, that's not even the same. That's uh, five seven six. Five seven six. Is it like that? Kind of. Mm. Seven seven five six seven five seven six. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, let's just say the numbers until we get it right, and you can edit that. <laughs> I think it's five seven six. That was Robert England's directorial debut. Yeah, and he, he slowly turns, doesn't he, into yes. some sort of yeah. Yeah, sort of but like I that. think I think we've got the special effects to make that even better. Wow. Yeah. So what do you think so far of the story? Love it. You in? I'm in. I'm okay. all the way in. Right. Here's your, here's your cast. Brilliant. And this is just your basic cast we can add to this. But okay. remember, that we're going low budget. Right. Low budget horror movie go. Okay. Clint Howard. Yes. As. The wig. The bald. Oh. Loser. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like it. His name. Clyde. Firkin Funkler. <laughs> I, I like mean, it. I, I just came up with that before I came out I of like the house. It a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When he puts the wig on, he transforms into Bruce Campbell. That's his name. No. Oh. That's the actor. Right. So he becomes Bruce Campbell, takes right. on the character. 
but he's called Hugh Johnson. Nice. So he changes his appearance, changes his name. The owner of the dating agency that Clyde Firkenfunkler is a <laughs> member of yeah. is played by Barbara Crampton. Nice. Because uh, she's getting a renaissance at the moment. So yeah. obviously due to... Um, Jacob's wife. Jacob's wife, and, that's uh, right. the one that we did, Blood Thunder. Yeah. Where she plays El Diablo. <laughs> exactly. So she's uh, creme de la creme. Isn't that weird that we cast her in that all of a sudden she's in a renaissance? I think, yeah. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, I've got Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. I did write him down as the hair gang boss, but then obviously, as I mentioned, it doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a hair gang. Unless they're German. <laughs> what? Mr. Gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's in charge of the, um, the wig making emporium, but he's also the devil. Nice, so Hulk Hogan. The, yeah, so I think Hulk Hogan as as both of those. I think he could do that as well. He'd be a good. He keeps his sunglasses on throughout. Yeah, he's a mysterious like uh, hair emporium mogul, mm-hmm. but he's also the devil. And then you've got this is what happens. Clint Howard, obviously, he he has the remorse factor after he's killed the women from the dating agency. That yeah. is what happens, by the way. It turns out that the the hell to pay itself. Requires blood. Right. I, just, I didn't mention any of that, did I? No. No. I was just saying it's like a romantic comedy at this point. Yeah, it, just, yeah, it had a real <laughs> pleasing ending. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's a no. horror film. It, 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 yeah, of course it is. I'm doing a bloody rom-com. I'm on this. No. Yeah, so what happens is Bruce Campbell, as Hugh Johnson, is killing the women from the dating agency, but then Clint Howard's waking up to deal with the consequences, mm. which I think he would do very, very well in the fact that he would deal with it very, very badly. Yeah. Because he lends himself to that. Is it like the mask where he can take the two pair he turns back into Clint Howard? Yeah, but it, it's, uh, it, it's got a life of its own and it resists yes. the taking off. A bit like the mask, it sort of yeah. lures you to, yeah, to put so, it on. So, it, so it's, it's kind of, it's got its own sort of like identity. Yeah. And obviously Bruce Campbell, I think, would be perfect for that. Yeah. Similar. I don't know about the ages. I've not, I've not looked into the exact ages of Clint and Bruce, but I'm going for it's similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it just requires blood to continue. It's a blood pact mm. signed by Clint and approved by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> what more would you want? I'd, I'd sign up. <laughs> yeah, which is what happens. I've, I've also written, obviously... Once the murders and the bodies pile up, there's an investigation. Right. And that is run by Carl Weathers. Yes. As chief, police chief, Carl Weathers. Wow. And God. Right. Is he the... He's both. Yes. So you've got Hulk Hogan as the... Hair Emporium, yes. <laughs> run and the devil, and you've got Carl Weathers as the police chief and God himself, yeah, who's been out to track Hulk Hogan down ever since Rocky Three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that, and that's about it. I've also written down Danny Trejo, but um, yeah, whatever. He can he can be <laughs> he someone, can do whatever he wants. He can be someone also buying a wig. 
Yeah, well, he's got lovely hair. Yeah, and that's a wig in yeah. this. We get him a bald cap at first, and then he puts his own hair on. We say it's a wig. Nice. Okay. Maybe he's he resists the wig, and we see what happens when you resist the wig. So Danny Trejo is the resistance is futile character. Yes, and gets consumed by the wig himself. Nice. Um, I actually already emailed this pitch off to the studio, and they've come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, with some suggestions, Hugh Johnson. Mm-hmm. Are we? Is that a sticking point? The name? They've got another example. Of course not. No, no, no. It was. Uh, it was a whimsical comedy name. Yeah. They've got. Can we possibly change it to Dick Imprint? I've got it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I've I've changed that. Yeah. Is is this from the executive producer? Is it, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, they've they put the money in, so we'll we'll go with it. They also want a musical number in it. There was going to be a musical number was in it, so this is even better. Superb. Yeah, it was going to be an ensemble piece. That's it. That's how I think. I think that's. But that's it for me. I mean, I've got nothing else. I was, I was just pleased I'd written something down this time. Yeah, like have you got a, have you got a, any sort of scene in mind? No. Any you can't you can't throw me a single scene from the film. Um. Yeah. Okay. Then. Uh. The transformation scene, the very first one, like um, in America, Werewolf in London. Yeah. It's going to be an extended transformation scene, right? Where Clint Howard turns into Bruce Campbell. Nice. His jaw extends. Does the yeah. wig just sort of crawl onto his head while he's asleep or something? No, no, he puts it on. Right. He wants to attract women. That's the point of him signing the deal, purchasing the wig. Well, he just doesn't know has, he's got a wig. Has Hogan got his wig on from this in the shop? He's, he's got both his bandana and this. <laughs> wig on top. Yeah. <laughs> on top of the bandana. Yes, he has, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's he's got his a, character. Has he got his feather boa on as well? Yeah, he's got his feather boa and he's got sunglasses on at all times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what's if he the, ever does wear a shirt, he rips it off in that scene. What's, what's the name of um, the dating agency? I've not got anything on that. Mm. It's open. It's open to discussion. Lonely buttocks? <laughs> Lonely buttocks. I'll write that down, even if we don't use it. It's a nice, nice phrase. <laughs> <laughs> lonely buttocks. The lonely... It reminds me of my my earlier days. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> One of your earlier films. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we're des- desperate buttocks, but... Uh... <laughs> You're kind of desperate in the, in the company name. <laughs> Open. <laughs> Eight hours a day and then close the rest. Yeah, I don't think you can have open buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> Not as a viable business proposition. <laughs> it's more of an invitation than anything. Yeah, that. I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think you're there. <laughs> no. What about Madame, what's her name? In Madame this? Cheeks. <laughs> what's her name in this, Barbara Crampton? I don't think we've got a name, have we? Oh, I thought you said a name. No. Did you not? No. Um, sure, her good name can be Madame Cheeks then. Madame Cheeks, the owner of Lonely Buttocks. Yes. I'm not sure. I mean, she's going through a renaissance here, and we're going to tempt her in by playing Madame <laughs> Cheeks. Yeah, of the Lonely Buttocks uh, uh, dating, dating agency. agency. Yeah. Why? What's what she going to say? No. <laughs> 
that's the, that's the worst case scenario. Worst case, you'll say no. Yeah. Best case, you'll say how maybe, often? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on it. <laughs> so is, I'm, I'm Lonely buttocks are now open. Is the <laughs> is the sign in the window? Is, is the sign he sees in the paper? You know, yeah. you see the finger go down the paper, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. he taps on it. Yeah, he taps he's, right on the he's logo. Smudgy, smudging all the print because he's like filthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonely buttocks are now open. What happens in the end? That's another story for another time. <laughs> this is the second film pitch. What are you talking about? That's for another picture, Anna. <laughs> what? Everyone dies. Everyone dies, including... Except Hulk Hogan and Carl Weathers, who have a uh, Predator-style I-5. Yeah. And then it fades to white, not black, fades to white. It's a cataclysmic handshake, and we never know. Thank you for <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Kenby Wild. I thought I'd finish on that. That was quite <laughs> quite uh, quite nice. I thought. And with that, we bring this episode of the podcast to a close. Thank you, as always, to my co-host Kenby well, Wild. Well, thank you very much. So, what do you think to this week's episode? What did you think of this week's film? It's weird because I always think you're asking me. No, you say the same thing, and I always think me. The ultimate weapon. Thank you. Is it better than Commando? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it better than every other film from the 90s? Oh, Possibly. No, no. Hulk Hogan, is he an action film star that should be ranked alongside <laughs> people such as Van Damme and Stallone and Schwarzenegger? And Seagal. And Seagal. And Dolph Lundgren. And Dolph Lundgren. And He's Reb, got the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. <laughs> um, Thanks. <laughs> what, he? Oh, no, oh, sorry. No, not you. No. Um, the Thanks. email address badmoviecourt at gmail.com if you want to see more of the Hulk Hogan films that we haven't covered yet let us know which ones you want us to cover was this a good opening one would you have preferred us to do a different one let us know you can also find us on Twitter you can find us on Facebook and Instagram just search the Bad Movie Cult uh, if you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members you can just search Bad Movie Cult uh, on Facebook you'll find the discussion group all links are available in the show notes uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can by simply leaving us an Apple podcast rating or review. It's a massive help. It really do, it really is, and it? Um, it helps other uh, new listeners find us. Uh, you know, what, what's a cult without new listeners, new cult members, Ken? It'd be nothing. Stagnant. Stagnant cult. Yeah. Yeah. We've been called that before, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, many times. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on this podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. Join us again in two weeks' time where we'll be back with another movie review, deep dive and film pitch right here on the Bad Movie Cult podcast. Goodbye.
I'm sipping on Hogan's anus. <laughs> <laughs>